Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode seven, the one where we question and answer ourselves, which is kind of an interesting idea for a show. Whitney, what did you guys do over the last two weeks? Okay, so we are still in silage harvest, chopping silage corn. Um, That's been the biggest thing is what's going down. And Bart's been drilling wheat and Trudy Kaylee. I've just been in survival mode mainly. Um, We also are still doing our farm wives wives run challenge. So we've just been running our butts off. Did we talk about that on the last podcast? I don't believe we have. Okay. So to break it down, if you're listening and you've been following along and you just don't quite understand what we're doing, Whitney's town has a challenge of four people 900 miles in nine weeks. And we have ourselves and two of our other friends. And we said, yeah, sure, let's do it before we really even had time to think about how hard it was going to (laughs) be, especially the time of year that it is. So it equals out to each week, each of us has to run 25 miles a week. And we're two weeks in and we're doing really good. Um, But yeah, it's definitely been an eye-opening time managing uh, experience. Yeah, especially being moms because, not going to lie, my four-year-old and six-year-old are babysitting while I do it, so I just run a half mile from home, so. Back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) And I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you see that I get calls from Layton the entire hour. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to be able to like manage. I get out like right at dark or right, at, I guess, right at dawn, um, which the sun around here doesn't rise until like 6.45 and Jordan goes to work at 6.50. And so I'm kind of running in the dark in the mornings, but um, we make it work. Yeah. And we're doing good. We've all hit our miles that we need to be pretty much for the most part. So, How yeah, about, so what about you ahead. guys? We're good. Um, Besides the running, which has definitely monopolized a lot of, um, surprisingly, a lot of time. I mean, you got to think if you run a 10 minute mile and you run five miles, like that's 50 minutes. So anyways, uh, we just started harvest this week on Wednesday, and that has been a really good experience so far. I just got a text saying that our combine was down for a little bit. So they're working on that. But other than that, everything's going real smooth. This is our first harvest where we farm all of the acres. Um, I mean, we have like, you know, different cash rents and 50-50, but it's kind of all on our shoulders. And so Jordan is, I think, excited and I'm excited and uh, we'll just pray and continue to pray for a safe, bountiful harvest. Yes. And that's a huge accomplishment. So congratulations to you both. Thank you very much. And one other thing to recap is me and, uh, or Annabelle, the Montana ranch wife and I are doing safety Sunday every Sunday. So if you're a listener, you should totally check that out. Cause there's been some really great tips with harvest starting. I think that we don't realize how many like farming is such a dangerous profession and we take for granted a lot of the things that we do every day and don't have to think twice about 
Um, and so then whenever you get out and you're just continually doing them and you add kids in the mix and you have employees in the mix, it's just easy to make mistakes once you get more tired. And, um, yeah, so I think safety Sundays are a really great thing. I like that. Yeah. And it just brings light to things that you don't always think about. So that's good. So we have a listener review that we, it just popped up. So it must've been from last week's. Um, this is from Bailey at rock W farm. And she says, five stars, I keep tearing up listening to the harvest episode, thinking it's not just me, this really is this hard. Thank you for being open and practical about how you manage each of your lives during harvest. So thank you very much, Bailey. We appreciate that a ton. Yes, opening up isn't always the easiest um, thing to do, especially when uh, you're always, I don't know, you think what you do is right and when other people want to talk or have harsh words to say against how you live your life. It's definitely something that Whitney and I've had to overcome and just share what, what's our real. And we, we think we're doing it right. And we really appreciate everyone who listens and supports us as well. Yes, for sure. It's, it's very, very humbling. Absolutely. So this is an interesting episode. Whitney and I always are looking for new things to talk about. And we get questions often on our Instagram accounts that we answer directly, you know, direct messaging, but we thought maybe we'd collect some questions from the listeners and just chat about them back and forth and have a fun conversation. We've already told ourselves we have to time limit because we'll just talk for days. So (laughs) Uh, group one is a lot about farming and your profession, your adult life. And so I'll start out. Whitney, what is your dream job? Mm, my dream job has always been since I was little was to be a vet, but I hate school. So <laughs> when, I, when I went to college after two years, I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> and so I graduated with my associates, moved home, and that's when we started to farm. So, but if I could go back and if I was motivated enough, totally, I would be a vet. That's awesome. That's like big aspirations, lots yeah. of school. So I just have like this, you know, your parents always kind of like live, live through you, you know, like my dad mm-hmm. was always like living through our sports. So I like secretly live through Layton and her love of animals. I hope she mm-hmm. becomes a vet. <laughs> Absolutely. Like go, go off the farm, do something that you want to do. Yeah. And you can come back and do all Papa and grandma's cattle stuff with your vet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always, well, I I went to school and got a degree in education, like American studies and education. And I thought I always wanted to be a teacher, but I actually think I just became a teacher because I didn't know what I wanted to be. And if I could go back, I'm okay. Like cheesy answer. I want to be a farmer. No, I didn't grow up wanting to be a farmer. Like that kind of fell into my lap luckily for Jordan and myself. But, uh, I think if I could go back to college, if I had the energy, I would do, um, knowing what I know now, I would get some kind of an ag degree, ag business, ag management. I would definitely take some accounting classes. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. What sparked your dream to farm? Uh, I guess that Bart grew up doing it. So we call ourselves first geners, but he like grew up on a farm. There just wasn't room when he wanted to come back. So I would say that his love for it from his grandpa is what I, I like, I knew nothing, which everyone already knows that I didn't know a thing about what came with farming. So I just kind of went with the flow. So I guess I didn't really have a dream of it, but I followed his. 
Yeah. And well, I'm totally the same. I think that's where we have a like super bond because we kind of lived a similar life before marriage and farming. But I think too, when your spouse loves something so much, you want to kind of give it your all to love it too. And we do get the blessings of like staying home with our kids and raising them. And uh, while it can be a burden to, you know, we're the only ones who discipline and do all of these things, but farming provides that lifestyle. And so to believe in something so much because your husband believes in it because it now becomes your lifestyle. Um, like that's what farming is. And so I, I would have to agree. Like I didn't have the dream to be a farmer, but like once I knew that was the direction our family was heading, you either jump all in or you don't. And if you don't, I just see a lot of problems in your, like your marriage and your future as a farmer, you've got to be all in. I agree with that hundred percent. And just to tack onto that, it wasn't hard to jump on that bandwagon once I saw what the life was like. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it took like a half a year of being here and seeing how much he, how much, I think when you see like how hard someone works mm -hmm. for something, then you understand the dream. And so then it was like easy to jump on the farming bandwagon dream. Yeah. I think we could, this is a really good question. We could talk on it forever because, oh, it's just, something like you make changes in your life. Those first, that first year that you're like, eh, you know, what's going on? Why can't we have time more time together? Why is this? And, and we didn't have any kids at that time. And I was still feeling that way. Um, and so we made changes in our life. We moved closer to, to our farm. We bought a farm closer to our farm and, and everybody can't do that. I get that. But we started changing our expectations of each other, which really helped to manage uh, that first year of farm life. And then it just becomes easier. It just does. Every season gets easier. Yeah. Yes. We're already in the single, uh, seasonal single mom life and it's fine. Like I'm going to feed my kids peanut butter and jellies for the rest of harvest. Cause they won't eat the food that I cook. And that made me mad. So <laughs> it's fine. I'm over it. Yeah. We've already went through two bags of fun nuggets, which if you don't know what fun nuggets are, they're chicken nuggets shaped like T-Rexes. So those are our favorite supper. <laughs> They're just that fun nuggets. They're very self-descriptive. Yes. Yes. Have you always worked on the farm? And we kind of touched on that, but go ahead and dive deeper. Uh, so the very first year that we started quote unquote farming, Bart owned the spray rig. We did not farm then. So I worked at an eye doctor. Um, I was his assistant. So... I still, we lived in a town, Goodland, far away from here. I mean, it's an hour away, but he drove back and forth every morning, every night, super late. And so I was still working at the eye doctor. And then when we had Bodie is when I decided to stay home. So I miss, I miss working with patients and being in a adult setting every day, but I really enjoy being here and being able to help whenever he needs. So how about you? I was a teacher. <laughs> I was a waitress in high school and college. And then whenever I got out, I got a job uh, being a teacher and I have a social studies degree and I too miss that adult interaction. Um, I had a lot of friends that were teachers and I really enjoyed coaching. And so when I came back to the farm after just one year and it wasn't because we got pregnant it, or, you know, it wasn't because we had a kid directly then it was because we built the SAW unit. But then in the meantime, that same year, we also started a family. And so 
it was, yeah, I miss it, but I was a teacher and I, in Missouri, you have to teach for four years to get like your lifetime certificate or whatever. So everybody asked me, will you go back and be a teacher? I'm like, no, that's the right answer. And two, I really can't unless I go back to school and <laughs> I'm not going back to school. H-E double hockey sticks to that. Yes. <laughs> Unless it's for ag, I guess, but no, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing just fine without any more education. Yeah. What would you be doing if you weren't living your current life and not, you can't say working at the eye doctor? Uh, I honestly don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. Right. See, I was question. <laughs> yeah. And I was so young, like when I graduated from college, I, I went young. I graduated high school at 17. So then I went when I was 17, I was 20. Was I, I was 19 or 20 when I moved home. And so I didn't really have much of a chance to experience much, I would say Mm -hmm. like outside of being home. And so I worked at the elevator for a year before I got my full-time job at the eye doctor. So I guess I would say that maybe I would be working in something with agriculture, but probably not on a farm, I guess, if I wasn't, if the question didn't allow it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know what I would be doing either. I feel like if we say something else, we're like turning against our current life. (laughs) Um, Cheating on it. (laughs) I guess I would be teaching still realistically. Like, I think that's just what we would have done. And um, teaching obviously offers those benefits of um, if you're not coaching, it's okay. So teaching is totally skewed. You don't just work, you know, eight to three, that's not true. And you get your summers off, but, um, I would be doing that and it does have good insurance. So that would have been a benefit, but I'll just stay home. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Those, these are, some of these are hard. Yeah. Um, okay. What is the first piece of farm equipment you ever ran? I'm not sure why I have to answer this first because like, I'm not super skilled in equipment running. Um, I probably drove Jordan's loader tractor when I was in college and that's cause we did, I mean, we dated through high school, but he wasn't bringing me home to run equipment. (laughs) Um, no, no stinking way. So I would, that's what I would say. Probably like a, it was a case IH. 125. I'm not even sure if that's the right number. Like I just, I <laughs> you just that. said it. Does that, that sound like a loader tractor size? <laughs> uh, uh, my first thing was a loader and it was when we were dating and his grandpa had a bunch of like metal and, you know, just like that generation kept everything. Oh yeah. So, and so behind his house, it was like a bunch of stuff, just like, but heavy stuff that you could like sell. So, and I remember it so vividly because, you know, a loader, the front articulates. And so I had never driven anything before. And he's like, well, get in there and take it over behind grandpa's. And I remember getting in and the first thing I did was like, move the steering wheel a little. It's like, whoa, why is it doing that? Right. (laughs) Not like a car. Yeah. Mine was a John Deere loader. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to add to with you're talking about like your bucket and stuff and all the stuff that happened. I was driving from the nursery to our first house. What was his house? But, um, 
and it's about a quarter of a mile and I left the bucket all the way down and I scooped a, just a straight <laughs> shot of gravel off the uh, county road and Jordan went and dumped it back out because he's like, we're going to get in trouble for, <laughs> for stealing gravel. And um, so, yeah, I, I got made fun of for that for a while. Yeah. And I have another story that I can say too. It was, we had Bodie and I don't know if we had Layton yet, but I had never ran, I had ran a tractor, but not with auto steer. Mm-hmm. So like anyone that knows auto steer, you hit the button and it kind of jerks to like get its GPS set. So Bart, he needed me to desperately go drill and it was his brother's tractor and his brother's drill. He was running, oh, gosh. It, it was running it for him and he's like, you have to come do this. I don't remember what happened exactly. And I just remember getting in and you know, with the drill, you can't turn sharp. And so I got super, I had never done it. And like Bart gave me a two minute lesson, which like he does. Mm-hmm. But at that point I had never ran much before. And I remember he, he left and I got in there and like the first four times I tried to make a pass, I could not get the auto steer to set. So there's just like circles of mm-hmm. me trying to find the auto steer. So I finally get it. I run one pass and then I go to turn again and I turn super sharp and I like bent the shit out of the hitch on my brother-in-law's air seeder drill and it was mortifying like people still make fun of me about it and I feel awful still because I remember it happening like I remember it hitting I'm like no 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 that didn't just happen (laughs) and so needless to say I don't get a drill anymore I've never been asked back (laughs) right I think everyone has a like first time crazy story and honestly if you just let me loose right now I would probably just I stay far (laughs) away from the edges if I get to do any kind of like tillage work um yeah I I have it takes me like a, a solid 30 minutes to really like feel comfortable doing anything in a piece of equipment yeah that's okay everyone has mess ups when they first start or even I mean even experienced people oh yeah Uh okay what is your proudest moment as a farm wife okay as a farm partner because that's not what you asked me but this is one question I have thought about uh my favorite or my my most proud moment was this year when I found an extra 200 acres that we turned in for MFP payments that I made some serious money off of. Like, I'm so proud of that because it took me a lot of time to go through like page by page and add up the acreage. And, um, yeah, I was just so happy to go tell Jordan, like, Hey, I made us some money. Yeah. And I remember you second guessed yourself and like called the lady back to see if Mm -hmm. she had the right numbers. Um, my proudest moment would probably be I mean, there's a lot of things, but probably being able to do all the books and everything and save us that money yeah. is makes me pretty proud and that I feel confident doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I agree. I forget how important that is and how like much money we do save by doing it ourselves. I often forget the value of that. Right. Yeah. I, that makes me pretty proud. So that's a good one. Uh, what is one piece of advice you offer to other farm wives? Oh, geez. Um, and you, and it can't be a 10 minute long answer. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I would say to, uh, buckle down and 
just allow yourself to be human. Um, I think we expect so much out of ourselves as a wife in general, but then also during these busy seasons, it just gets crazy. And I know already, literally we've been in harvest for four days and I've let my own self down multiple times. And I'm like, Kylie, why are you being so mean to yourself? So give yourself grace. We say that often, but that is really the truest, uh, most valuable piece of advice is that life will go on. Right. I think our advice it like sticks true almost in every episode because mine's mm-hmm. going to be don't compare. That is yeah. truly my biggest piece of advice because we as women and girls even, you know, like little young girls, everybody just compares to everything, your shape, your weight, that person's doing more than you, this person's mm-hmm. doing less than you and you judge them for that. I just think staying in your own lane and whatever works for you and your family, let it be what it is. It is what it is. Because you can fall into that trap where you feel like you're a piece of junk because somebody else is doing so much more on their farm and that, that doesn't matter. And, you know, Jess Norman, she quoted this on her podcast that do not compare what you know about yourself to someone else that you know nothing about. Ooh, good one. Like you don't know what somebody else is struggling with even though they make it look easy. You know how that works with comparison? Yeah. And we're giving you permission to put your phone down. Yeah. Like just put it away. If you're feeling anxiety or you find yourself drawn in and sucked into that vortex of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff, and you're, and you're not feeling good things from it, and it's not making you a better person, a more positive person, put it down, turn your notifications off and put it down for an hour and go do something that makes you feel better. Because it is 100% related back to social media. Oh, yeah. Because I wouldn't know what you're doing otherwise. I have no idea that you would. I mean, we wouldn't even have met. So there's lots of good that comes out of it. But in the same breath, if you feel that way, put it down. We're giving you permission. Do it. Right. And I also feel like I should say, maybe for both of us, that like we post throughout the day what we're doing, not to like rub it in anyone's nose, but to like show you what our farm is like and to allow others to see if they're doing the same things or, you know, motivating people, inspiring people. We don't do it to make you feel crappy. Like I don't want anyone to feel crappy by following me. Oh, heavens no. And I've gotten questions too. Like, well, you'd get your work done if you'd stay off your phone. And I'm like, oh, okay. But like, I'm built. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this to build community. I'm doing this for other people to kind of, like you said, see what we're doing. And so that those are hurtful words. Um, And so you should let that roll off your back and, you know, get away from it for a little while. And the only reason I started doing that was like, it was kind of like a diary for myself. Yeah. That's what I would call it almost, or like a blog for myself. So yeah, that just stay in your own lane. That's a definite big thing. Uh, next question. What is the hardest obstacle you face on the farm with being a woman? Good question. I'm buying time while I think of an answer. I would say the stereotype of being a farm wife. I have listened to podcasts and they say, I'm not a farm wife. I'm a farmer. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm a farmer too, and I'm a farm wife, and I'm a farm mom, and I'm a um, millennial farmer, and I am all of these things. Like, I don't think that one word has to define you. 
And so in the past in my area, farm wives, you know, um, have a very, like, there's like a one right way to do it. And I don't really know if I'm explaining myself correctly. Like it's just the uh, stereotypical farm wife, you know, makes the meals, uh, keeps like the you're records, not allowed, maybe helps. Like you're, like you're not allowed to do both. Like yeah, be- and I, yeah, I don't feel like the pressure from my family or anything like that. It's almost like me putting pressure on myself to be able to cook, clean, uh, take care of all the books and do all this stuff. Plus then do stuff that I want to do like the podcast and the Instagram and the interviews and the social media outreach and the blog. Like I want to do that too. And so I'm struggling finding a balance of being the best farmer that I can be, but also uh, maybe inspiring others to do the same. So right. that's hard for me. How about you? So for me, I would say that the hardest thing is having to say no because of kids. Oh. Like I, I would love to help so much more, but I feel like when you have kids, there's just, you have to draw a line where there's just some things you have to say no to. It's just not right. easy. And it's something, it was very hard for me to learn because I don't like to not be able to do things that like bothers me. And so learning to say no when I really know I need to, but I don't want to, that's probably the biggest struggle with me for being a woman on the farm. I think that's a really good answer. Yeah. is like Bart has all the independence, you know, he doesn't always have three kids in tow or two kids in tow. And then when it's like something I want to do, I don't know if I'm making sense. Like I have to line up babysitters or, you know, whatever. Like it's just a lot to have to say no. For me. You are preaching to the choir. Like I, I 100% get every single message that you're trying to pass on to the listeners because it is uh, this. And then whenever you, whenever you do get to do something that you want, whenever you make that decision and you make all the arrangements, then you have mom guilt. Mm-hmm. I bet Bart doesn't have dad guilt. No. No, he doesn't. And neither does Jordan, I'm sure. No, uh-uh, he doesn't. And that's in like a, that's something in our genetics. Like Jordan said, Hey, I'm going to go play golf with this banker. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And, um, you know, I'm thinking of all these things. And, and so I, I jokingly said like, Hey, you didn't feel bad about that at all. Did you And, <laughs> and he, he kind of got defensive and I'm like, I'm not starting to fight. I promise. I really, but like, it's, it's, I would have been, uh, okay, well, this is, you know, five hours I'm going to miss with the kids and I'm already going to work three days a week and I'm already doing all of these things. And that's in my genetics. Like that's a, that's a woman thing to overthink. Men men don't have that gene. I don't think (laughs) they don't have, they don't have the overthink button. Yeah. No judgment. Bart and Jordan, we still love you. Go play golf, go do your work. We get it. It's fine. We love (laughs) you. Okay. My last one for this group of questions is the scariest thing to you about farming. Becoming a young widow. Oh my God. That is like the scariest thing. I didn't even think, I wasn't even going to say that. I hate that one. (laughs) That is truly (laughs) like the most honest answer I could give because um, if you're not going to, you know, farming is so dangerous and you could, you could die from like all kinds of things or be paralyzed or have something go wrong. It could be climbing a grain bin or the, you know, grain bins pose a huge issue, but then equipment crashing, I mean, all of these things, but then also farming causes a lot of stress. And I know a lot of younger farmers who have died of heart attacks or stroke cancer or strokes. And I think that's directly stress related. And so it may not be like a 
30 year old widow, but maybe a 50 year old widow. And that really scares me. Yeah. Okay. That's mine too, but I'm not going to copy you. I'll say something (laughs) else. I would say the scariest thing is the loans, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like when you're a farmer, it's like monopoly money. You know what I mean? Like you live off of your operating note all year, or at least we do. And then you pay it off at the end of the year and then it just starts all over again. It's never like you really have any money. You just kind of shuffle it back and forth. And so I would say like, like we're nearing the highest our operating note will get before we get corn checks at the end of the year. And so like that gets scary to me. Like, oh my gosh, what if we can't pay this off? You know, da, da, da. So I would say that's my scariest thing other than yours, which beats mine. (laughs) Uh, You know, checkmate on that one. Yeah. Oh. But we're not competing and we're not comparing. We Mm-mm. both have scary things. No, the loans are scary to me too. I so get it. I did not have a high tolerance for risk when I married Jordan. And all of a sudden now I have like the highest tolerance for risk as far yeah. as money goes. So we learn, you live and you learn. Yeah. And you get used to it because like Bart, he like asked the other day about some buying something and I'm like, who cares? Like, just do it. <laughs> why'd you ask me? But yeah. Thanks, but why'd you ask me? Yeah. Well, just another loan. Loans for life. Hashtag. Yeah. Okay. The second group of questions is um, not near as serious. So sit back and enjoy. Whitney, what is your favorite color? Teal, for sure. And I already know yours is green. <laughs> I was just going to say, you need to like do one of like the Roy G. Biv, right? <laughs> and you said teal. Okay. If I had to pick a different one, red. Ugh. Green all the way. I highlighted my whole paper in green because I like it that much. You said, ugh, and you wore a red blazer in DC the whole time. <laughs> I know. I borrowed that, if I'm being honest. So it's, it's a power color, right? Yeah. What is your favorite time of year? What season? Fall. For sure, fall. You? Hands down agree. I love fall. I, I love everything about fall. I like leggings. I like warm coffee. I like flannel. Oh my gosh. Sweatshirts, hoodless sweatshirts. Count me in. Yeah. I love fall too. I love the weather. I love when it gets cool. Mm-hmm. I love when things are still green, but you don't have to mow as much. Uh, you're going to be, we're all going to be paying down money on our loans in the fall. That's a super plus. Yeah. Yeah. Fall's my favorite. I really like yeah. summer, but I don't like to be hot. So I like to be in the pool though. So that'd be called a second for me. Me too, but I'm never at a pool. So yeah. Kids. <laughs> Maybe when we're, maybe in our next life, like maybe in our next like 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Interestingly enough, the next question is what is your skincare routine? And do you have one? I'm going to be really honest that I'm terrible about washing my face. I most usually, and I know people are going to cringe when they hear this, sleep in my makeup. I'm cringing. I take it off the next morning and then I really like Rodan and Fields. I wash my face every morning. I know you're going to tell me that I'm going to have those yucky eyes like those Google images because I leave my mascara on at night. No, I'm not. I just (laughs) cringe because I know my own skin. I still get acne at 28. And so like if I don't wash my face, you better bet I'm waking up with like zits everywhere, which is TMI. So enjoy that everyone. But I I wash my face twice a day. I am super blessed with my skin. Like I'm starting to get crow's feet and stuff, but that just means you laugh a lot and smile, right? Or we spend too much time squinting in the sun. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really never had acne. I'll get a pimple every once in a while. I'm, yeah. I'm probably too blessed that I don't have to have more of a skin routine. I think there's a lot of people that don't wash their face at night. So you're definitely not going to be alone. But I will say that my, well, I don't, I really don't take my makeup off before bed, but some days I don't wear makeup either in my yeah. defense. I should say that more days than not. Beauty tips. Got any of those? No, I wear a hat every day. <laughs> I, I look back at my Instagram pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, Kylie, do you ever do your hair? Like, did you see my boomerang yesterday? It's windy every day here. I don't know why anyone would do their hair. I will say my favorite thing ever though is lash boost. And I'm not saying this because I don't sell this stuff, but my eyelashes are so much better from that stuff. Yeah. I use lash boost as well. So I would say beauty tips for me because I wear makeup almost every day and I don't do my hair every day, but I really like to have, um, always foundation of some sort or like some kind of a like BBCC cream, whatever. And then I always wear just a little bit of eyeliner and I always wear mascara. Yeah. If I wear makeup, it's always mascara. And another beauty tip I would say is buy your own wax pot, but we live in the middle of nowhere. So that's why I did that. Have you ever heard done that like dermablading or whatever, or microblading on, it's not microblading cause that's for your eyebrows. Um, it's like, like a little razor. dermaplaning. Yeah. Dermaplaning. No, I haven't, but I do wax my own eyebrows with a $40 wax paw off Amazon and I love it. It's very gratifying to rip that stuff off. I'm impressed by that. I am impressed. Thank you. How do you find time for self-care? Mm. So let's define self-care really quick. Like what do we see as self-care? So I would consider me running every day as my self-care. I don't know you. I would agree. Exercise. I'm not sure if this question was meant for like, you know, getting your hair done or, you know, I don't know. I only get my hair done like once every two months. So you just make time for that. Um, I would say lean on, lean on your help if you have any, and if you don't have any, um, find some, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be anywhere without a babysitter. I mean, I couldn't do a lot of the things that I'm able to do without a babysitter of some sort, even for a couple of hours. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a good one to answer that one. Yeah. I mean, reading, I mean, reading a good book, I'd say podcasts are some of my self-care. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, and that's stuff you can do while you're cooking or cleaning or walking around, picking up toys that, you know, put one headphone in where you can still identify screaming children. Yeah. If somebody's hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what is your favorite hobby? Uh, golf. Ooh, good one. Okay. So exercising, I really like exercising. I don't really consider that a hobby running me. I mean, whatever, yeah. but yeah, I like to golf. And then our family recently took up camping and that also has lots of benefits because we get to spend time together and also do something that we all four enjoy. Right. Um, my favorite hobby is probably sports, but I really don't do it that much anymore. I used mm-hmm. to play women's volleyball every a volleyball league every Sunday in the winter. But like I said, you start to have kids and you have to learn where to say no. So that was my no. I understand it gets really overwhelming and you kind of, you do kind of lose yourself after a while for all the things that you did before you had kids. But in the same breath, you know that that will circle around again at some point where they can be on their own more. And, um, like one of my friends, well, Addie, she was our guest on our, um, 
podcast, she reads a ton of books and I keep giving her, I'm like, Oh my gosh, girl, how do you read all these books? Cause I love to read. And she said, she takes a book with her everywhere. So if she's waiting on a kid, if she's waiting in, you know, whatever she reads, but then also she said that she's in a different stage of life. Like her youngest kid is in school has just started kindergarten. So that definitely changes too. Right. But that's also kind of sad. I know. Cause it means they're growing up. Okay. What's your favorite TV show? Friends. Ooh. You? Grey's Anatomy. Also a favorite. Watched it like three times through. If you ever need me to do surgery on you, I probably can. Ooh. <laughs> well, I won't count on that. I also like One Tree Hill. I've never seen that. The first three seasons are amazing. The rest of it just kind of trails off, but the first three seasons are good. Also, Yellowstone is my other one. I need to watch that. I think I would really enjoy that. Okay. What is something you're afraid of? Spiders. That's probably, that's probably it. Spiders. I also would probably be afraid if I got attacked by like a mouse or a rat or something like that, but mostly just spiders. You? I'm terrified of tornadoes. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't have very many around here. I mean, we have the threat of them, but whatever. Okay. And the last question is one thing that you can tell people that maybe no one knows about you yet. Oh my gosh. I wish I would have been sitting here thinking about this one. Do you know what you're going to answer? You go first. Probably. I mean, people that are around here know, but I am deathly allergic to peanuts, all nut products. Like I will die. No peanut butter, no peanut butter in our house. Oh, I did not know that about you. That's a really good, um, that's a really good answer. And so then to double off that, I'm terrified my kids have it. So they've never had peanut butter, nuts, anything. Well, you haven't, you're not able to give it to them. I mean, like really, you shouldn't be around it. So no. So like if I smell it, like we've been on a plane before and people like open peanuts and I have to ask them to like throw them away. You're that person. Yes. Cause my tongue will just start to, if I smell it, I'll just start to feel sick. And then my tongue gets huge. Like Bart's Mm. never seen me have like anaphylactic shock, but it's terrible. Like we have EpiPens here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's bad. What's so, yours? It's my turn now. Beat that. <laughs> I know. What's one thing that no one knows about me? Oh, geez. Um, people know this about me. So if you're on my Instagram, you know this, but I still wear my retainers and I had got my braces off when I was like 14 or 15. And I still religiously wear them every single night. If I miss a night, which hasn't happened for at least five years, like my teeth, I wake up with a headache. So I have to wear them because my teeth still move. Because they still move. Yeah, mine do too. But I am not religious. Props to you. Anyone out there that has braces, if your parents spend that money, wear your retainers. Yes. I'm going to preach to my kids. Like I know what my mom and dad meant now. Because if I have to pay for braces, you better bet I'm going to go in their rooms at night and make sure they've got those stinking retainers in. Yeah. Bart and I both had braces. He lost his on harvest crew one year and then his, and then he just never got one. So then his teeth are ruined. Yep. Jordan had braces also. He does not wear his retainer and his teeth have moved. They still look fine. They still look good, but, um, it's the same thing. Like our poor kids are going to have glasses 
They're going to need braces. Um, like we had it all. So, so you, you must have really bad eyes, right? Am I right? Um, Jordan has worse eyes. Yeah. I have like a negative three or 3.5 and Jordan has like a negative five. I mean, Jordan cannot see. Right. I can just tell from your glasses just from working, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You stand in a Coke bottle glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can tell that. (laughs) Okay. The last part of our podcast is going to be a this or that. So I'm going to ask Whitney a series of questions and then she'll do the same for me. And it's just going to be quick one word answers. And that should be fun. So okay. here we go. First one, big one. Ford or Chevy? Ford. Black or white? Black. Pepsi or Coke? Gross. Neither. Pepsi, I guess. Green tractors or red tractors? John Deere. Coffee or tea? Coffee. sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. Planting or harvest? Harvest. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Cardio or weights? Ooh, I'm actually a weights girl. I just don't ever do it. Football or basketball? For me or to watch? Uh, let's just go to watch because I'm pretty sure we're not going to play football. <laughs> football. Crocs or boots? Crocs. Jeans or leggings? Do I even have to answer this one? <laughs> <laughs> Beer or wine? Beer. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. Introvert or extrovert? Extro. That's it. Good job. You pass. Thank you. Okay, your turn. All right. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Morning person or night owl? Morning by far. Ew. (laughs) Beer or wine? Crack a cold one. Okay, jeans or leggings? Leggings. Crocs or boots? Sandals, but probably Crocs. Okay, football or basketball? College basketball. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Dogs or cats? I want to say dogs, but we only have cats, so neither, both. <laughs> okay. Planting or harvest? Harvest. sync or backstreet? sync faux show. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Green or red tractor? We have them all, but Jordan would not claim me as his wife if I didn't say green. <laughs> Pepsi or Coke? I would also say neither, but Pepsi. Black or white? Black. Ford or Chevy? Ford all the way. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you to everyone that submitted questions for us to do. And just like always, we end each podcast with a quote. Whitney? Okay. Today's is by Joel Olstein. And it is, you only have so much emotional energy each day. Do not fight battles that don't really matter. Sounds good. I am grateful for this podcast. I I enjoyed it. Today was good. It was. It was fun. So thanks for listening. Catch you next time. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.